Good morning, church. Happy and blessed new year to you all. I hope and trust, though I cannot see you right now, but I hope and trust that you are doing great and the Lord has been so good to you in Jesus' name. I would like to quickly go into a word of prayer and then we are going to read our text for today. I'm glad to be here too. Let's pray together. Lord, we are so grateful for your faithfulness. Thank you, Father, for today. Thank you for the lives that you've given each one of us. Thank you for your continuous preservation and protection upon our lives, our families. Thank you for healing us, Lord. Thank you for the testimonies that you are continuing to release in our lives. Blessed be your name. As we begin, Lord, uh, this uh, word to hear from you, we just pray that Holy Spirit open our ears, open our hearts that we may be able to assimilate your word to the glory of your name. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, I would like us to read from the book of Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 19 to 26. Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 19 to 26. Now, uh, Maybe if you are not very sure, the easiest thing to do is for you to go to the book of Jeremiah. And then at the end of the book of Jeremiah comes the book of Lamentations. Chapter 3 verse 19, reading from New Living Translation, the Bible says, The thought of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this off time. As I grieve over my loss, yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance, therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. So it is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord. May the Lord bless his word. This morning I would like to start with a short story. Now, this story uh, happened in the country of Aminya. One morning, a father woke up, and after the mother had prepared their child to take him to school, a baby boy actually. Let me say the age of my son, Stephen Jr. He told his son these words, saying, My son, whatever happens... Wherever you be, always remember that I will always be there for you. The child said, yes, dad. And he was taken to school. And on that fateful day, the earthquake swept that area and made the entire school crumble. 
And when the news came to the father, his name was Samuel, the father, and the son was Omar. When the name came, when the news came to the, to the, to the father, the father remembered what he had told his son. And then he prepared himself and rushed to the school. When he reached there, he found people were crying, wearing, weeping for their children. Because there was no sign of life. There was just rubble heaped everywhere. This man quickly asked the location where his son's class was. And immediately, he went there when he was shown the place. And he began to dig and remove all the rubbles. One stone after the other. And people, other, other parents were coming to bring the pictures of their children and they were weeping, they were crying, anticipating the death of their children. And others were even trying to stop the man to say, look, you are going to make things worse by what you are doing. The man was asking them to say, are you not going to help me so that we can remove our children down there? He continued to remove the rubble. The fire officer came, looked at him and told him to say, please, leave this place. It might be dangerous to you as well. The man refused and said, no. Please, if you are able, help me. Let's remove the rubble and be able to remove our children. The fire officer left. This man kept on digging. And it was even in the night, it was late. The man kept on digging. And after some time, he just heard a faint voice calling, help, help, help. And after some time, the voice stopped. He gained the momentum and he started digging all the more. And later, after a lot of hard work, he heard a voice of his son. Papa, Papa, help us. And then, as he continued, he was able to see his son. The son was safe. They had just been buried, but they were not crushed. They were in a hole. And he called him to say, with the excitement, he called him to say, son, come here, I remove you. The son said, no, papa, start by removing my friends, the other 13 kids. Because when they were crying, when they got worried, I told them that my papa told me that he would always be there for me. I encouraged them. And so, because of your words... They have waited faithfully for you to come and help. So remove them first. I know you are going to remove me. I am your son. The father removed all the 13 kids. And in the end, he removed his son. And all the 14 kids that day were saved by a man who remained faithful to his words by somebody who chose to be a faithful father to his children when everybody else had lost hope. 
in the same way, God our Father is a faithful Father. And I want us to, to connect to the word that we just read today. The book of, uh, of Jeremiah is followed by lamentations. And we know that the author of both books is one prophet by the name of Jeremiah. And Lamentations is the, is the book of mourning. The funeral poems or the funeral songs. And it has five chapters. Looking into this book, we find that the prophet is mourning. The prophet is lamenting. And according to, to biblical history, it is said that as Jeremiah was lamenting, uttering these words, he was on top of the mountain hiding in the cave and he was looking over the city of Jerusalem which had been laid waste by the Babylonians. And it is believed that he was at Mount Moriah, the very mountain where Abraham hundreds of years before, had tried to sacrifice his son Isaac. And so, because this same prophet had prophesied, had warned the people over and over again about the impending judgment that was going to come, but none of them believed in him. For nearly 50 years, Jeremiah was preaching Proclaiming the word of God for people to turn away from their sins. But no one repented. It is a very frustrating thing whereby he had preached for all these years, not even having a single convert. But yet the man remained faithful. We know that at one point he wanted to give up, but he said, no, I'll continue. Because God had fired him up with the word. So, this is the aftermath of the destruction of Jerusalem. Women were crying for their children. In fact, they had taken a siege of the city. It took some time. People were hungry. And then the beautiful temple of Jerusalem had been laid waste also. Now you can imagine how painful that could be to the prophet. Because besides being the prophet, Jeremiah was the priest. His place of enjoyment, of solace, had been destroyed. He was looking and he was just seeing smoke, confusion everywhere. The beautiful uh, men and women, children of Zion, were now being led in chains as slaves by their captors. The man was crying because he had taken it as his responsibility to pray for these people, but yet they had not changed. And so he was weeping. He was crying out of the bitterness of his heart. And as he continued to do this, he came to realize something. 
Verse 19 says that the thought of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words. You can just imagine that anguish. I will never forget this of time. Has I grieve over my loss. He considered it the great loss. Verse 21, then he said, Yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. In the midst of confusion, in the midst of all this chaos that had taken place, Jeremiah dared to hope in God. And therefore today, I would like to talk about what I've entitled, Remember God's mercies and faithfulness each day. Now I want you to mark the the last word, each day. Remember God's mercies and faithfulness each day. This is very important to remember. So we see that in chapter 1, Jeremiah is just expressing the anguish of his soul. The sufferings that had happened. In chapter 2, in chapter 3, in fact, according to the, to, to the Hebrew, this book is written in the acrostic manner. Meaning that the verses, each verse follows the Hebrew alphabet. So chapter 1, chapter 2, and then chapter 3, each verse is doubled three times in this very manner. Chapter 4, it reverts back to the, acro, to the acrostic pattern. Then chapter 5, it does not follow the pattern of, of, of that. So the, the prophet there now just expresses himself to cry to God for deliverance. Now, as he was expressing these words, He had been mourning all this time, crying to God. But he reaches a turning point on verse 21. He said that, yet I dare to hope when I remember this. What is this that he had remembered? It is God's faithfulness. It is God's mercies that he had remembered. And then he dared to hope again. Today, when we look around, we are seeing that we are almost in the same scenario of the prophet. Though for us it's not really war, you know, the the city being laid to waste. But Coming from last year, we are seeing that so many things have been happening. There's been the pandemic. We used to meet, you know, celebrate, eat together, move around, go everywhere we wanted. But now we've been restricted. There is chaos everywhere. We've lost our loved ones. We've been sick, some of us. But thank God the Lord touched us and we got restored. So many things have been going on. Lives have been lost. The social media is also feeding its information in different dynamics and dimensions. Sometimes people are even in confusion. They don't know what is happening. We don't know. Maybe we are wondering to say, what is really going on in this world? 
And it's not just in one place, it's everywhere. You try to go to Africa, there are the same reports. You go to Europe, everywhere, there is chaos going on. What do you do in such circumstances? And it is human that whenever we face trouble, we tend to forget that God is there. We tend to replace him with maybe our knowledge, with the way we know things better. Trying to find answers using different means. Now, I'm not saying that when we see negative things happening or maybe things that are afflicting us are going on, that we should not mourn, we should not complain, we should not lament. No. In fact, it is good to acknowledge your pain and to cry. It is good. It is good to accept reality. We are not going to be in denial that these things are not happening. They are there because we've seen. They have even hit home most of the times. So it is good to acknowledge that. But the point is that even as we acknowledge, we should not dwell there. We must move on. Hallelujah. We must move on. Yes, let's acknowledge and say, okay, yes, this is the problem. But what are we going to do? Jeremiah had acknowledged. He saw what happened. But yet, he came to remember. There are two things that he remembered here. First, he remembered the suffering, the affliction that had taken place. And then, he came and switched to the other, uh, to the other dynamic of hoping in the Lord. In the same way, despite of everything that has been going on, you have remembered your affliction. You have been in pain. Some of us are still mourning for 2020 of the things that, the disappointments that we went through, the jobs that we lost, all the chaos that we experienced. But I'm here to encourage you today that we should not dwell there. Let's keep moving to the glory of the name of the Lord. Yes, you might be sick, but do not stay there. Move on. The prophet came to their eyes and noted to say, Yet I would dare to hope in the Lord. He recalled the good times. He recalled the times when the Lord came through in his life for the people. And that gave him courage. When you take a moment and just reflect on your life, I know for sure, even you, you know from the depth of your heart, that there are moments that you really recall vividly when you saw God coming to your aid with no doubt about it. You know to say, yes, at that moment, I thought I'd hit the dead end 
but the Lord showed up and helped me. Those are the very moments that rekindles our hope, our faith in the Lord to push forward. Some of us today might be stressed out. Maybe we might be experiencing anxiety because of the things that have been going on. But I want you to remember even the good times that you've experienced in the Lord. I want you to remember the times when you saw the hand of God over your life. And believe me, that is going to give you that zeal, that courage, that encouragement. This is exactly what the prophet did. After wearing, after crying, weeping, lamenting, he remembered, he said, Ah, despite of all this, God is there. And then he said, His mercies, His mercies are there. And His compassions never fails. When we look at the word mercy in the Hebrew, it is hesed, which means mercy or loving kindness, compassion. And it is in feminine, which actually means womb. It denotes the mother's love for the child. That is how much God loves you and me. He loves us so much just as the mother takes care of the child. Of course, even as the dad. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. That is how much God loves us. And Jeremiah record to say, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Sometimes you might think that God has forgotten you because you are experiencing some challenging times. You are thinking that God doesn't care about you. God's love never ends. His love is the unfurling love. His mercies never ceases. Always remember that. Praise God. So the prophet remembers and then he expresses himself. Praise God. And then he continued to say, despite of everything happening around in the city, yet we are not consumed. He was able to look down in the midst of the smoke. At least he was able to see people. They were the remnant. They were there. Even in our contemporary today, in the midst of everything that is going on right now, we are able to see step by step God's mercies, his preservation, his protection, his miracles, his healings taking place in our lives as we continue to remain faithful in him. Hallelujah. We are not consumed. 
it simply means that we are not utterly destroyed. This is exactly uh, this is the exact picture which the Lord was showing to Moses in an imagery of the burning bush. When Moses saw the bush burning, the Bible says that it, it was a wonder to him because when he looked at it, he was able to see that there was fire coming out, but the place, the bush itself was not getting consumed. In other words, God was speaking to Moses to say, Moses, look, my children are crying because of their oppression. Yet, they have not been destroyed because I've been there to preserve them. I want to encourage us today that God is present in our lives, even today. is preserving each one of us. We will not be destroyed. We will not utterly be destroyed. But God will continue to preserve us to the glory of his name. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul said in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9, that we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted. But not destroyed. Hallelujah. I want us to be encouraged this morning that God is in charge of our lives. May we not lose hope in Jesus' name. He's looking at us. He sees us. Even when we feel that is away from us, he's always with us to the glory of his holy name. Hallelujah. The other thing that I want to, to remind us is that just as the prophet remembered that God's compassion never fails, we should always do the same. He said that his compassions never fails. Human beings can fail us. Maybe our best friends, our family members may fail us. Our own strength, our intelligence, whatever that we might try to do in place of God may fail us. Yet God will never fail us. Just as I told in that little story, the father never failed the son. And the son never failed the father. He was able to draw the strength from the very words of his father and was able to encourage the other children. The psalmist said in the book of Psalm 73 and verse 26, that my flesh and my heart may fail me, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion. My flesh and my heart may fail me, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion. I want to encourage you that though these other things may fail you, yet God is the strength of your heart and your portion. Hallelujah. He's always there. He's not man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should change his mind. Has he promised and not fulfilled? 
Every time God promises, he brings everything to pass just as he said. Jeremiah was able to acknowledge that, to say God had promised destruction and indeed destruction has come. God has promised to be merciful and mercy is awaiting. Mercy is present and the mercies of God, he continued to say that they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. That's why I said we should mark the, the, the word God's remembering God's mercies for each day. Sometimes we take it that the mercies of God of last year are still just the same. The Bible is showing us that God renews his mercies. He renews everything about our lives, each day that comes. His mercies are never static, whereby they are just on one position. No, they are new every day. Just as the sun today is going to go down, it will be evening. And we are guaranteed that whether we want it or not, though we be here or not, the morning is coming tomorrow. That is exactly how God renews his mercies, his favor of our lives. So let's always remember that. They are new every morning. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 7, verse 9, the Bible says that, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is faithful God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commands. They are new every morning. And is faithful to keep his word. Now, this is very important to understand. That is the reason why every day that comes, we should always be expectant to see what God is going to do on that particular day. Sometimes we tend to glory in the past glory, maybe in the glory of yesterday. Of course, it's a good thing. It, it is a testimony. But what God did yesterday is, is not going to do today. A new thing is going to do. Hallelujah. That's why the word says that, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Every day God tells us that. Is the God who does new things each day that comes. And he wants us to be trusting him every day. Never to forget or never to be just static. I know some people, you know, they will say that I don't pray very much. You know, I don't join the prayer ministry because I, I prayed very much last year. Or I prayed so much last Sunday. So in the course of the week, no, it's a sheer waste of time because I've already covered it. It never works like that. Amen. God wants us to cultivate faithfulness. God wants us to cultivate faithfulness each day that comes. We should receive 
the new divine empowerment. Look at this. That's why in the book of Exodus chapter 16, verse 4, the Bible tells us that God gave the command to Moses after the children of Israel had decried for food. He told Moses to say, I am going to give them the bread, our rain bread from heaven. And he gave them manna. And manna had a condition. God said, make sure that each one of you corrects only for the particular day. The only sufficient daily bread for one day. But people when they saw that, they said, hey! Hallelujah. Glory be to Yahweh. They started harvesting baskets upon baskets, trying to preserve, breaking the command. And when it was morning, it had, everything was getting rotten. God was trying to teach them obedience, to live by his word on daily basis. This is exactly what God wants us to be doing, even today. He provides the grace for each day. That's why the Lord Jesus Christ even said in the book of Matthew chapter 6 and verse 34. That do not worry about tomorrow because tomorrow has its own worries. Amen. Do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. And then he went on to say. Each day has enough trouble for its own. Now look at this. Today has its own troubles. And because you like worrying so much, if you like worrying so much, you are going to get the worries of yesterday and you forward them to today. And then you get the, the ones for today and forward them to tomorrow. The stress will be unending. I'm here to encourage us that we should not worry. Let's trust in God's mercies, which are new every morning. Let's trust in God's great faithfulness, knowing that he's going to provide for us. He has our backs. No matter what, if a man stood upon his word to go and fulfill it to his son, what more our heavenly father, who never fails, who never falters, who never apologizes to say, sorry, I didn't do this today because I had this commitment. He's the all power of God and the all faith of God. Amen. So let's take each day as it comes. I like another verse in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 33. Verse 25, when the time came for the servant of Moses to depart and he began to bless the children of Israel, one of the blessings that he declared to Asher was an interesting one. He said, has your days, so shall thy strength be. NIV says, and your strength will equal the number of your days. What it means is that every day that comes, 
God allocates just the sufficient grace, strength that we need to move through that particular day. If it is full of temptations, God has already put the, the, the messes in place for you to go through. If it is the day of challenges, stress, or maybe a bad day or anything, we may call it, God has it covered already. Everything is available just for that particular day. So we should remember that as our days, so shall our strength be. Amen. Is a wonderful and loving God. I want to encourage us this morning that let us remember that always. That God is faithful. His mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. He never changes. He's the same. Whatever things that we may, we may be experiencing right now, let us not lose hope. Let us not think that God has abandoned us. Let us not feel that we are helpless. He has promised that he will never leave us nor forsake us. He will always be there for us in the midst of chaos and confusion. Let us look to him always. Let us remember to look to Jesus. Let us look back to the word of God, which is the real thing which will enable us to overcome every pressure, every lies, every fake thing that we are going to experience, every fake information that we are going to hear out there. Let us test that information against the word of God. And we are going to find our place. We are going to be planted. Hallelujah. This reminds me of a Another story. Let me tell. Today I've got two stories. Let me tell one more story. Now, there was this man, a very brilliant engineer. So this man, he used his skill of engineering. You know, he organized all the materials and everything. And he decided to, de to design an artificial bee. So, all his knowledge and everything. He put all the pieces in place. And when he, he designed that artificial bee, and out of all his intelligence, it was able to fly, just like the normal bee. And so, after he had finished his project and did everything wonderfully, he decided to go and bring the bees and put them in the room. And then he also got the same artificial bee and he released it among the real bees. And then he posed the challenge and he started asking people to say, if you be able to identify the bee that I just made among these ones flying, because it is flying among them. 
I'll be able to give you one million dollars. You can imagine how many people were flocking <laughs> to go and do the beer identification. People would go there, try to look, to search around. After an hour was the maximum time. They would fail and just come out to say everything looks the same. They would try to do all sorts of tricks, nothing. And so, one man, a simple farmer, also decided to go for the context, for the, for the contest. He went there in the room. He was there observing how the bees were moving. After an hour, the man came, the engineer, and said, thank you so much for coming. Please, you may leave. And the man said, please, wait a minute. He went outside and brought honey. And then he put it in the room. And all of a sudden, all the real bees, they gathered and crowded their honey. The only bee that remained flying around was the artificial one. And then he was able to point to say, there it is. The man used the simple wisdom and logic. He used his experience as a farmer. He knew to say, if I bring the real thing, the honey, the real bees, whether they want it or not, they are going to be separated. In the same way, as Christians, in the midst of confusion, the chaos of everything that is going on in this world, when we come back to the word of God, which the psalmist says in Psalm 119, verse 103, that how sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey will be able to know what is right and what is wrong. Hallelujah. So, I would like to encourage us today that for us to be able to succeed in knowing and understanding God's faithfulness, mercies for each day, we must hold on to the word of God. We must always remember his word. Jeremiah was able to defeat his unbelief, to find courage and comfort in the midst of his lament when he remembered the word of God, the promises of God. Let us all remember the promises of God, the mercies of God, that they are new every morning. And great is the faithfulness of God. I remember in the year 2015, while I was still in Zambia, I was crying to God for a miracle. I've told this story several times. When I was believing God for a house, I'd just graduated from the seminary. I wasn't even working. The twins had just been born. I needed a house. I stayed at my father's house temporarily. 
and my wife, she was there at her father's house temporarily. As I was praying, I was worried in my soul. I woke up one night singing, Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. And I was so joyous, you know, singing with all my mighty and strength. I just realized that I was having a dream in which I had seen that God had given me a job as an accountant. I went in my excitement and told my wife, and she was laughing at me. She said, my husband, when things are tough, sometimes you begin to dream, dreams. You can say that God is going to bless you as a pastor, not as an accountant again. You stopped working in this office, and you even said you will never go back again. It is the time to work for the Lord. Why are you dreaming about that? So we eventually just laughed about it. Lo and behold, a week later, I was invited to an office to discuss about other business which concerned the children ministry. And at the end of that conversation, this man started asking me about the organization, the accounting. So I was explaining it very casually, you know, because it was a by-the-way thing, you know, he's, he's trying to get some knowledge. Little did I know that that was an interview. At the end of the conversation, he said, congratulations. You got yourself a job as an accountant. I was very puzzled. Amen. Hallelujah. God is great. I, I thought it was a joke. I said, are you serious? He said, yeah. I was like, when do I start? He said, whenever you are ready. I said, right now I'm ready. I was given the office, I was shown the, I was shown the everything and I started working. I called my wife and said, I have found a job. I'm an accountant for African Vision of Hope. My wife again, she was laughing. She was like, ah, please stop joking when we are in crisis. I assured her to say it is true. And it was so. Those are, the, uh, those are some of the moments, besides the many stories that I can tell, how personally in my life, in my family, in my ministry, how I've come to experience God's mercies, how God renews his mercies in my life, how he's been encouraging me on a daily basis. And with this confidence, I can sing today to say, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see, great is thy faithfulness. Brothers and sisters, please remember that God is faithful. He's always there for us. Whatever you are going through, just remember, his mercies are sufficient and they are new every morning. Just surrender whatever need that you have to the Lord. He who has called you is faithful and just to accomplish every work that he began in your life. May the Lord 
bless you. I'll go ahead and pray right now for you. I want you to believe. You may be sick right now. As we are going to pray, I want you to believe for healing. And the Lord is going to touch you right now in Jesus' name. If there is a need, maybe financial need or anything, I want you to trust God. If you feel discouraged, distressed, maybe you you have stress or anxiety, I want you to open your heart before the Lord and allow his mercies to be renewed over your life. Allow God's faithfulness to work in your life so that you can experience a new dimension of hope in this season, in this new year of 2021. Let's pray right now. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, thank you, Father, because you are the God who is faithful. Lord, we remember how we have struggled, O oh Lord, in the year that has just passed of 2020. We know how the pandemic has been ravaging, Almighty God, our lives, our families, O oh God, our friends. Lord, yet we are not consumed because great is thy faithfulness, our Father. We pray right now for your mercies that are new each day. That, Lord, let your mercies be released like never before upon our lives. I pray for those that are discouraged right now. That by the power of the name of Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, my God, restore their faith. Restore their hope right now in the name of Jesus. Encourage them, Lord. Awaken their souls, O God, in the name of Jesus. I pray for the sick right now. I speak healing upon your life. Be healed by the power of the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for those that have been struggling by various needs that, oh God, arise. Let your faithfulness, oh God, manifest over their lives. Let your mercies be upon them. Give them the testimonies, oh God, in this year that they'll be able to stand and testify about your goodness. Blessed be your name, Lord. I pray for protection upon each one of us right now. For you are the Father who is so good. You are the God who cares for us. You never leave us nor forsake us, just as you've promised our God. Your mercies never fails. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord. I pray that, Lord, let your faithfulness be upon us. All those that are in the valley of indecision right now, they don't know what to do. They are in chaos, they are in confusion. I pray, almighty God, for wisdom. I pray for understanding the knowledge over their lives, O God. By the power and the authority of your word, let them be able to make the sound judgment that is from you, Lord. Plant them, let them stand and be rooted in faith in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. I speak your blessings upon your people right now. Bless their families, Lord. Bless their marriages. Bless their children. Bless their works, Lord. Bless their jobs. Bless everything that pertains to their life and godliness. In Jesus' name, Son of the living God, we thank you and pray. Amen and amen.
The Lord bless you. The Lord favor you. In Jesus' name.